0: Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, we have another uh, packed up show this week. Um, we have uh, got a UFC show this past week. We've got another one coming this week. That's the way it's going to be for, for the next little while. We also got some PFL and some Bellator uh, to talk about. And um, Ryan, I I know we spoke on... Friday, I think it was, or maybe maybe a Saturday morning about the PFL, and I think I think we watched the exact opposite things. I think you watched half the show, or maybe almost half the show, and I watched I, the other half. I watched the main event. That's it. Oh, that's it. The, that's
1: all you watched. Or okay. or or with the way this funky schedule was, <laughs> yeah, the the biggest fight on the car, the most promoted fight on the card, the which was like the, right in the middle of the show, yeah, which is a, which was Olivier Obe Mercier and Shane Burgos, yeah, and it sounds like it wasn't much to write home about. No, it was it was Albin Mercier just grappling Burgos to death. I mean we we all remember Shane Burgos, one of the most exciting fighters during his UFC C tenure, always in some fun fights, and it just wasn't that. Abid Mercier, credit to him, great game plan, just constantly taking Burgos down. It's too big Burgos, for him, right? Burgos, yeah, yeah Burgos was fighting featherweight at yeah. UFC and seemed comfortable there, and it's lightweight. This is lightweight. Nobid Mercier big lightweight we're talking about you know he fought at welterweight before too so so yeah just the size difference and the and the grappling was too much for shane burgos and he had a burgos had a strong third round he was coming on strong and landed some big shots there at the end but it was just too little too late and open Mercier got the unanimous decision and just a very clear victory for him there.
0: He he better hope he doesn't get uh clay collared in the next round cuz that'll be the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny, you know, I like Oben Mercier. I think everybody does. He's got he's kind of yep. got a quirky personality, especially yep. you know, you know, Canadians so sometimes Canadians are not always, you know, the most outgoing people necessarily. I know a lot of oh, Canadians. Speak for us. Some people some people are. He, he's he's not a super like yeah outgoing outgoing person, but he's funny. But uh he was talking today how they felt like he felt like he was put in a situation where where PFL was hoping he'd lose and I'm sure that's the case because Shane Burgess was their big off season signing, you know, stealing him from UFC. Of course they probably wanted him to win, but you gotta give credit to Obin Mercier for for uh putting putting on a good performance or as they call it or as one of the graphics called him, olivier auburn mercier
0: <laughs> well i watched the last six fights um I, i'm looking at the listing here and Nathan schultz and stevie ray i don't know when or where that aired but that,
1: it, they uh, they got that one on espn right after the uh oban mercier and uh oh, okay the burgos fight like <laughs> all right so it, it wasn't was just weird on... how everything just turned out
0: yeah, because uh, on TSN in Canada, we started with a Zach Jusula and Brandon Jenkins fight. And then we just kind of worked our way, you know, through the post-limbs. I guess like the the quote-unquote main event of the post-limbs was probably the second biggest fight on the card. I mean, it, it Sadabu Sai is, you know, the defending welterweight champion and the Swedish Denzel and all that. But the best fight on the card by miles. And I mean, this if this was in UFC, people would be talking about it as fight of the year. Uh, candidate was uh, Zach Jussela and Brandon Jenkins. That fight was really good, just back and forth, and just just a crazy fight. And you know how they have their um their performance ratings, you know, in in the rounds. the The third round, yeah. I think it was like ninety seven, ninety three. Like it was, I've never seen, like usually not even one fighter gets like, you know, you get a hundred if you get a finish and 97 is, you know, like usually like anytime you get like a 10, eight or something, that's when you get a 97. Well, they both had in the nineties. So it was just, it was just insane. It was just a slugfest and, uh, and, and a couple of times for both guys, they looked like they were out and then they, the ref just let it keep going and and they kept going. So, but the rest of the card was, was nothing, um other than Magomed and Mega Kirov got a, a first round knockout over Ben Egly and everything else went to a decision uh Bruno Morand over Ahmed Amir Naib Lopez and Shane over Shane Mitchell Roush Manfio over Alex Martinez and the, uh oh yeah in the main event Sadabusoy also got a, a second round uh, TKO over um Al Silawi um and that that fight wasn't bad either and he knew he needed the points because megamed had gotten six points so even with five points because there's a couple finish first round finishes on the prelims he he's in fourth place with five points so he was kind of ticked off about that and it, it was kind of cool to like see the, the the fighters actually acknowledging the point system and everything so um although i don't think it matters like if you get two wins you're going to be in the fun fi- in the uh, playoffs anyways um and uh the other thing you mentioned to me that uh you think Justin Roberts is pr- like pretty much permanent over Lillian Garcia there now? Uh,
1: I I heard he's permanent.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool. Good for him. Uh that's the AW uh, uh ring announcer, so he's got another gig, which is good.
1: Well, for, and for at least uh, at least you know for a little while we'll see. Well, I mean, yeah. we'll see if they're going to be running Fridays, Saturdays, so on so on you know
0: we'll oh yeah that. yeah right yeah well he doesn't always do the the weekend shows like when they've run them before like i know when they do do friday live rampage a lot of times it's um
1: yeah uh, I,
0: dasha I, that doesn't I'm I, I imagine he'll do the new saturday show considering oh, okay. how
1: how they're trying to make it important you know, not not to get not to get into much wrestling yeah time, yeah considering yeah. it's supposed to be you know two two a shows you know
0: you know so yeah well, yeah, and, and uh, PFL, they can run Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. I think, yeah. in fact, I think the next run that they're doing in June, they got, I think, one Thursday and two Friday shows, yeah. I think, yeah. is what I saw. He
1: could still, still do it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then they also got Megan Anderson doing the, uh, the, the uh, interviews, and I just – I thought it was funny watching her interviewing some of – and she's interviewing like the featherweights. And she's towering over them and and you mentioned to me like she wears heels, so that makes it even worse i mean she's she's already like six one without heels, yeah, and so and then you're you know you're interviewing these guys that are like five yeah. six and you know and 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 she's a featherweight, but that's when she's fighting, so I yeah. would imagine she's probably you know one sixty five one seventy, and these guys are you know one forty five you know or, or you know whatever whatever size they are, but they they were they look tiny when she was interviewing them. Yeah. Like she interviewed Roush Manfio, I think it was. Yeah, and he's at one fifty five, and and she towered over him. Yeah. So she's good at it though. Oh yeah, yeah, she's good. She got personality and uh, yeah. and and it's um you know, but it, it reminds me of you know when Frank Mir used to interview yeah. guys in WEC. Um, yeah, yeah, on everybody, everybody would always always joke joke about Frank
1: Mir, Frank Mir, you know, towering over. All these, you know, bantamweights and featherweights, and
0: yeah. and yeah, and yeah, and and I mean, at least Frank Mir is a guy and a former heavyweight champion, and you know, Megan Anderson's a woman, but you know what? She's yeah. good at her job, and she's I good at her job. anybody. She,
1: she's tall, she's beautiful, good at her job. Yep. So yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's well
0: spoken. Yeah, she's yes, she's sir. good. Yeah, uh, and you know what? It's uh, probably a lot easier than fighting uh, yeah. <laughs> these days. Easier um, on the brain a little bit sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then of course the um the big one this weekend and and it was a big card and it was a good card. Um was uh the UFC Fight Night. Uh e- UFC on ESPN 44 from uh uh where the hell were they?
1: Kansas Kansas City.
0: Kansas City, yeah. Uh oh my god, great crowd. Um just like loud like almost from the start. Um yeah, they that even building point- was, that building was full right at right from the first prelim yeah and they they like when uh who was it that was from oh when zach cummings came out oh my god it was like gsp in montreal yeah. like especially when he when he won um you know like just like they were they were loud for him and i think he was the only local fighter so um uh, you know and and uh, that that was a special moment and we'll we'll get we'll get to that but um yeah just a just a great card and you know great fights up and down the card a lot of finishes and, uh, in the main event, it was, you know, like, I, I mean, the closest you can get to a title fight without being a title fight, like two top of the, you know, top of the card featherweights, um, Max Holloway, former longtime champion, Arnold Allen, undefe- undefeated in UFC, um, long, long winning streak. And, uh, yeah. And it was just, just a big, big fight and Max Holloway just dominated, um, uh one round you know you could you could have given it to Allen, and then there's another round that was relatively close but the three rounds of holloway clearly won and i mean you you could make a better case for you know holloway winning all of them than for Allen winning you know one or two um but but yeah just but but it wasn't like your standard max holloway like grind them out where you know like both guys are beat up by the end like holloway looked like he was sparring and and Allen looked he was like he was beat up by the end. Um and yeah, clearly won a decision. I don't know where you go from here with Holloway. Um and I'm sure you've got some thoughts. So why why don't you tell us about this fight? Yeah, this was just kind of your standard Max Holloway
1: performance. Uh just mm-hmm. it just just his volume. His volume through, through throughout throughout the fight. It was he was landing more, throwing more. Uh Allen was uh beat up up in blood, but uh kind of was hanging on and I'm, I'm pulling up some stats here real quick on it. this wasn't like the calvin qatar oh, yeah, fight but, uh, though where where it was like a one-sided beat no, this is this was yeah this wasn't a one-sided beat down a very competitive competitive fight the uh, holloway outlanded Al allen every single round and several rounds by a, a pretty good margin the, the second and the fifth were the only close rounds on the strike count and i, I had it uh I know I had it forty eight forty seven for Holloway. Oh, you did. Okay, I did give Allen the second and the fifth.
0: The fifth. yeah, I mean uh, you could make a case for
1: the fifth for sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think even though Holloway landed more, uh, Allen was doing a little bit more like impactful stuff with it. I mean, but anywhere from yeah. anywhere from fifty forty five to forty eight forty seven Holloway, were uh we're fine scorecards. I mean, there's. There's a very it was very clear Max Holloway win, win just a you know pace volume, his I mean his striking strike count like fifty six percent landing to thirty three percent for Allen, uh, Ariel Helwani said said that he gave the fight to Arnold Allen which I don't know why like I wow sucking up to Arnold Allen Allen <laughs> or something because he has Allen on the show all the time but uh but yeah but but I mean this is just very clearly Max Holloway. And, and I know there were, we didn't talk, we didn't have this narrative in preview the fight, but, but the narrative, a lot of the week was weird towards Holloway. All, all of a sudden people thinking is Max Holloway too old? Cause, cause we hadn't seen him. We hadn't seen yeah. him in nine months, nine months. And, you know, even though he's only 31, he's got a lot of mileage on him. Uh, yeah. this, this showed he's anything but done. And, We'll we'll get into it in our question of the week, but he remains one of the best featherweights in the world. And as far as what's next next for him, uh, I think we're gonna have to wait for July to get a definitive answer. Uh, Holloway, as he's talked about going to 155, he still wants, but he still feels like he can make a make a uh, title run at 145. We got Volkanovsky and Yair in July. Uh, Lots of talk that no matter what. that Volkanovski is going to one hundred and fifty-five for good mm. after that fight, and so there could be a situation where where uh, Alex wins and then eventually vacates the title, and all of a sudden you are looking for a new featherweight champion. You put Max in that title fight, and if Yair wins, then yeah, And, then, and if Volkanovski goes at the one hundred and fifty-five, regardless, uh, I mean Max and Yair they had a fantastic fight uh, that Max won. And the shame about that fight was it was so great, but it was inside the Apex without fans. So imagine yeah. imagine them two in a rematch for a title in front of fans. That'd be a big 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 fight right there, especially if they did it in Mexico
0: City. But uh, uh absolutely I, I just looked up got... the media scores and yeah, I mean I don't I I, I, I don't think I scored it because I watched I was actually recording the rap with Keela, Cash and Scott. Scott Young on uh, on the uh, on the uh, on the free feed here. And so I I did watch it obviously and I watched it that night but I don't think I was scoring and especially cuz it was pretty obvious Holloway was winning so you know whether it was 3-1 or 3-2 4-1 5-nothing like but almost everybody had a 48-47 Holloway yeah, like you did yeah. except for two judges had a 49-46. Yeah. Um and and giving Holloway the first uh, or sorry the second surprisingly which I thought was pretty obviously Allen but um, the two judges that scored at 49-46 both gave Allen round two, which was surprising. Um, but, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah. And, and again, like, it doesn't, like, you, I, you definitely, like, for me, I, You know, even though those first two fights were so close, and, you know, you can argue Holloway won at least one of them, um, you know, the way the third fight went, I don't think anybody really is clamoring for a fourth fight between those two. But, I mean, clearly Holloway is the best featherweight in the division besides Volkanovski at this point, I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh and Arnold Allen, I'm not sure he loses anything uh in this. He didn't get finished. Um, I mean, you know, the one thing when you say lose, he, he may lose some time. <laughs> the guys that fight Holloway, um, we don't tend to not see them for a little while afterwards. Um and, and that may happen here too, because he, he did, you know, I mean he was pretty beat up by the end of it. Um, and uh, like he wasn't close to being finished, but he took a lot of punishment and uh, his face was pretty beat up. But uh, I think he learned a lot, and he will probably be a better fighter coming out of it. Um, hopefully, yep, yep, yeah. I
1: agree, I agree 100%. Um,
0: and, and and the rest of the card, I mean, there was a lot of like a lot of really good fights on here, but I think the the one and I'll, sometimes we'll pick like one of the you know the the other main card fights, and I mean, we'll do our three stars, and you'll probably have a couple in there, but. I think the other notable thing that we can talk about from this uh, card was, uh, and I alluded to it earlier, was the Zach Cummings-Ed Herman fight on the prelims.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. yeah.
0: Um, where Zach, Zach Cummings, I mean, he pretty much dominated Ed Herman, but Ed Herman wasn't wasn't going to go down. Um, he finally did in, late in the third round, but uh, he took a ton of punishment. He got knocked down a bunch of times. There were times when this fight could have been stopped. And, um, and the ref just let it keep going. Cause Ed Herman was fighting back and, uh, Cummings just, you know, he, he had like, you know, really good performance, but I mean these are two vets. So it's kind of hard to tell. And then, you know, a, as the fight was ending, like, uh, you know, Zach Cummings cuts his promo and, and he took his gloves off and he said, um, you know, like he was so happy that he got to do this in front of his hometown and his kids, his girls got to see him fight. This is what daddy does i mean it was you know you're tearing up watching this especially if you're a dad and uh and then you know and then as as he's talking you can see ed herman taking his gloves off behind him and uh and then of course when he's done they talk to ed and ed was choked up and but he's like you know what like I I didn't want to do this, uh, you know, but, but, you know, here it is. And, and he, and he puts, puts his hands up to, to Zach. And then they had this moment afterwards where they crouched down in front of each other and bowed and like hugged. And, oh my God, it was just, it's what we love. I mean, these guys beat each other up for 15 minutes and then they all get the end and call it a career. It was just unbelievable. And if for some reason you skip the prelims, go watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the fight itself was, was great fight. Very, it was a really good really great fight. Cummings pounded away on Herman dropped him three times during the fight and just and just was pounding away and Ed Herman just that his toughness has been there forever ever he just he you know he just kept fighting. Uh, he, yeah. he he uh he, he was probably out of it uh, I'll bet you this way, he landed an illegal upkick in the first round. Yes, yeah, so yeah. That was. A... Then he did it again in the second round. <laughs> yeah. second round. the second round, like very clearly, Cummings' knees were on the ground, and Herman goes just like was like I thought he was up. I thought he was standing, which I guess shows how just
0: well. Did you hear? Of... Did you hear what the corner yelled out? What's that? They they yelled out. He's doing it to get a stand up, <laughs> like, and and like you could hear it clear as day yeah, because the ref kept standing in. them up. He kept taking yeah, away the position because yeah, it was yeah. inexperienced ref, um, yeah, Wayne yeah. something or other. Wayne Nash, yeah, never seen him before, and he was he made a few mistakes on, on the night.
1: Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens, but uh, but uh, but uh, Herman. And the second time, he was like, I thought he was, I thought he yeah. was down, which I guess was like. I don't know. Maybe that showed how badly rocked he was if he thought that Cummins was down because it was very clear as day. Well, he, he had
0: would. one knee down and one knee up, but, like, yeah. the the up kicks to the face. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you have to have yeah. one knee down, you're down. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The
0: one knee that was down
1: was very clearly down. Oh, clear yeah. Clear as yeah. day. Clear as day. But, uh, yeah, it was just – and it was a great moment. Ed Herman, you know, Ultimate Fighter, uh, Season 3 winner. Uh no, not the winner. He was runner up, but he's yeah. been there, been there since June of two thousand six. The just, same season just, as Michael Bisping, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's been the longest tenured uh UFC fighter, uh, you know, with with no with no like interruption, just straight on UFC fights from from June 2006 on. And uh and yeah, uh just just a great moment. Just double and retirement. Cummings
0: has been around since twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah hasn't on-
1: fought – Hadn't fought the company's hadn't fought in a long time, but, but yeah, to go out in front of his home crowd like that. That was a great moment too.
0: Yeah. He finishes, uh, you know, with winning four out of his last five, which is, you know, not bad. And, you know, fighting like names, you know, Alessio Chirico, <laughs> Trevin Giles, Trevor Smith, like, you know, it's, you know, he's, you know, he, he could have kept going if he wanted to, but perfect way to end it. Yeah. Um, you know, in in his hometown with a big win, and uh, I'm I'm amazed they didn't get fight of the night. But you know, the the fight that got it was was pretty good too. And and then like I don't I don't even know if if you'll if you'll touch on it as as you're going through, but I didn't really appreciate like the fight some of the fighters afterwards, like mocking their retirement almost. Like I know they're yeah. joking, but like especially was it Bill Algio Was yeah, just yeah, a this total dick. Like this was. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah, Bill, like if, Bill, if if Colby Covington is a is a poor man's imitation of Chael Son, and then Bill Algeo was a poor man's imitation of Colby Covington.
1: Yeah, like, I I think uh, I I heard a little bit about the Bill Algio. He uh he he was kind of trying to throw a nod at WWE because of the merger, oh, okay. wanting to be a WWE heel, <laughs> and and uh, another Didn't part work. of it. Another part of it is Algios from the Philly area, and who, yeah, and who? What was the Super Bowl? Kansas City beating Philadelphia. Oh right, because that so, they, and they were booing him pretty hard. So so yeah. I think he wanted to throw throw a shot in at Kansas City over the Super Bowl. All right, well, but the but the Clay Guido, the Clay Guido one, like guida's at that point where you think like retirement could be any time and he took off his gloves yeah and he definitely finessed that uh post-fight interview
0: and they totally and they totally like they cut away from rafa because they thought guida was going to retire and all it was all it was
1: was to give a shout out a birthday shout out well first he gave a birthday shout out with his mom if he had stopped there I'd have been okay. But then he started giving a birthday shout out to other random people and started yeah. talking about other random people. And you could tell Daniel Cormier was trying to, was being told to just, just get Hop away, up. get away, end it, into it, because he kept walking away several, several times. And it was just kind of just awkward. And I know Dana was pissed. And uh, I, I think if Clay had stopped, had stopped at just wishing his mom a happy birthday, he wouldn't be as pissed about the fact he was going on. And that was, to me that Clay, he shouldn't have done that. That was a massive misstep on his part right there. Yeah.
0: Cause it took away from the
1: next yeah, nice
0: moment of Zach Cummings. Yeah. And, and, and can we not let's not do these fake retirements, guys? So, yeah. It's it's bad enough like when you actually are intending to retire and then you know, yeah. like two weeks later you decide, ah, maybe I'll fight again. But that's one thing. But when you yeah. are just doing it to get a to get extra interview like post fight like that's yeah. that's bogus yeah yeah all right well let's do the three stars okay
1: uh first on my list is gonna be Edson Barboza yeah um, just just I mean uh his him and Billy Quarantillo, uh that was a much hyped up fight Quarantillo, you could tell he wanted it on the mat. He did not want to stand with Barboza. You could tell he kept going for takedowns, went for two Went for two and didn't miss. Barboza was lighting up, lighting him up on his feet. But Quarantino did help, hold his own. We well, got to give him credit. But then Quarantino was going in for another takedown. And as he was going in, Barboza lends a knee flush to Quarantino. And Quarantino immediately goes out cold. Just an absolutely brutal finish. And, you know, one of the Eston Barboza's got a ton of highlight real finishes in his UFC career. And this is another one. To me, it was very similar to the time he, he knocked out Benil Dariush, if you remember that, where Dariush was shooting in for a takedown. Yep. And he landed a jumping knee and it knocked him out cold. Yeah, so very brutal finish. Uh, second one, Brandon Royville. Uh, oh, just, yeah. uh, I mean, what more can we say? He, he came like a man who was fighting to earn a title shot, and he did. Just sworn Matthias Nicolau, another knee. Another knee that dropped a fighter. He landed a knee, dropped Nicolau, and just some big punches and elbows from the top. Got the finish. Great finish for him. And then my third one, uh there's, there's a lot of them and I wanna leave some for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Denise Gomes. All uh right. she uh, just just uh she the visuals the size matchup in that fight was very noticeable. Bruna Brazil Brazil was several inches taller than her, but Gomes just kept coming forward and landing her right hands. And then in the second round, dropped Brazil and just pounded away from the on the top, got the finish in the second round. Very, very impressive shot for Gomes.
0: Okay, and I'll go with uh, Jillian Robertson. Uh, she got a, a second-round submission over Pierre Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez had no idea what to do. Because she was like, she kept like get either she would get taken down or she, or Jillian would pull guard and like as soon as they got to the ground, like Jillian Robertson's a wizard on the ground and Pierre Rodriguez is, I mean, she's not like useless or anything. She came in undefeated, but she she's clearly in in Jillian Robertson clearly on another level when when it gets to the ground and Robertson talked about you know having a really hard weight cut to get to one fifteen, but she did it. And I got the impression that she probably would rather fight at 125. So maybe next time she'll be she'll be back up there she, again. She says she felt comfortable though and was going to be. Oh, did she? Like okay, maybe, I'm, yeah. maybe I misunderstood what she was saying. But yeah. but anyway, impressive win for her. Yeah. Um, I think she's got the UFC record now for submissions for a woman. Um, you know, I I think she was maybe at one point I think she was tied with Ronda Rousey, but um, she is, uh, you know, 12 and seven, like it doesn't look like much, but she's fought almost her whole career in UFC and all against, you know, like, you know, good competition. So um, good, good win for her. I, I, we, we don't always do this, but even though we talked about him earlier, I got to give a start as Zach Cummings for that performance. Yeah. Like he, he was just incredible. I mean, you talked about it already, just everything about it. Um, And then the third one, I'm I'm like I'm toying with it if I want to give it to um you know what I was going to give it to Bill Algeo but screw him for the post fight interview so I am going to go with uh, Ian Kudalaba um who uh knocked out Tanner Bowser uh in the first round 2 minutes 5 seconds um Bowser um I mean he looked great at 205 but I mean, clearly, he doesn't have the same power, and Kudalaba was able to take him down pretty easily. I don't think that would happen, obviously, at at two sixty five. Um, and uh, you know, and and Kudalaba is a guy that you know he's had his ups and downs, but he looked real good here, and he looked like a killer. Um, you know, and he needed to win. You know, coming off of three straight losses, um, I don't know what's next for Boser. Um, but uh, this was a really really strong performance for Kudalab and he probably saved his job yep, yep, yep. All right. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan even if you live far away like maybe you like the Bears but you're hibernating in Panthers territory but with NFL Sunday Ticket your out of market team is never more than a short distance away specifically the distance from you to your remote control NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto renews. All right, and uh, you can take us through the rest of this uh, fun card, uh, including an absolute robbery in the first fight. Yeah, you do. Okay, so yeah, let's (laughs) let's just get right into it. first fight was just
1: an egregious robbery. Uh, Jocelyn Edwards won a split decision over Lucy Pudilova. Uh, 29-28, two scorecards for her, and then there's a 29-28 for Pudilova. This was just an absolute robbery. Uh, Every single media score had it for Pudilova. I scored it 30-27 for her with thinking the, but the third round with the third round being the only close round. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the problem in this. The, uh, I mean, 29, 28 for Edwards, you know, I can't, there, you can't even make an argument for, for 29, for Edwards. But, uh, I mean, you could do 29, 28 pretty little the third round. You could give to Edward Edwards. Every single judge gave Edwards the first round, which, Yes, she did land more strikes in a round, but Pudilova got her down and had over three minutes of control time from the top in which she was landing lots of big shots from the top. Like it Didn't she? And she
0: was also in side control for a good portion yes, of that too. Yes, yes yeah. she
1: had over three minutes of ground control time, time. That's over half the round. And she was landing big shots and working for stuff constant, constantly. There is it, no way Edwards won the
0: first round. No is it possible way. they were affected by the uh by the by the ref who was telling them who was telling uh Pudulova to be active even though she hadn't position?
1: Yeah, she was. Yeah, <laughs> she I know she was being active. It was ridiculous though. Maybe, he did it maybe after could, like 20 maybe seconds. Maybe could now let's keep in mind that all three of these judges were local Missouri judges who I haven't looked it up, but I don't know that they have a they definitely don't have a lot of experience in the UFC judging UFC cards. So, you know, this is this is another problem with the judging. These commissions want to use these inexperienced uh, judges on on UFC cards, and those guys aren't ready, ready for it. And I mean the only way to get them ready is to put them in the UFC and then have them do prelims, but this is bad. This is bad. Yeah. And the weird thing is one of the judge the judge that had it 29-28 for Pudilova gave her the third round which i guess you could i gave her the third round but i mean the third round would be the clear clear round that could have gone either way but absolute robbery just without a question
0: i looked and uh, almost all there the the two two of the guys have done a lot of Invicta shows yeah. um one guy Henry Guri, had done one other previous ufc and david Hoyette had only done a bellator card before this Wow. Just, yeah. yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah. just, just
1: inexperience. And yeah. and, yeah, just a complete robbery there. Luckily, that was the only one that was a robbery yeah. on the show. Uh, then we had Gaston Boyanos, unanimous decision over Aaron Phillips, uh, 29 28, 29 28, 30 27. I thought Boyanos looked good in this fight. Uh, Phillips had that chance in the second round. He spent yep. a lot of time time on the ground in control, but Boyanos was able to get up and came on strong in the second. You could argue. Argue the second going either way, but Boyanis also definitely won the first and the third, with it's striking. Looked very good for his debut. Young guy. Young guy, lots of potential. Uh, we should keep an eye on. Yep. Then we had uh Denise Gomes uh second round finish over Bruno Brazil that I talked about. Then we had Daniel Zellhuber over Zell Huber, uh unanimous decision of Orlando Venata, 29, 27, 29, 28, 30, 27. Uh first round Zell huber. Uh, dropped Venata, and landed a ton of punches. And uh, Venata was definitely very clearly in trouble. fight could have been stopped several times. Jason Her- Herzog did a great job
0: Incredible of
1: refing re- there because a lesser a lesser experienced referee like Dwayne Bass and these guys, not not to knock those guys, but they might have stopped it. But Venata was, you know, he was, he was getting hit, but he was also defending well mm-hmm. and, very, and very much still in the fight.
0: Right oh now. yeah he every time uh Herzog said I need to see some movement and he, he would was. move yeah he would move yeah he was very re- he was
1: responsive through throughout the whole whole time just just great sh- great showing by Herzog as a referee in that first round and then Vanetta had a very good second round you know yep uh arguably won the second round but then Zell Huber took took it back over in the third which is the difference uh, and then uh, we had Jillian Robertson uh, submitting Piero Rodriguez in the second round with an arm bar. Then Zach Cummings over Ed Herman, uh, third round TKO. Then Brandon Royval's uh, first round finish over Matthias Nicolau. And then to close out the prelims, Bill Algeo, uh second round submission over TJ Brown. And a really fun fight. They pa- they pounded away on each other in the first round. And in the second round, Algio dropped Brown, got on top, got the back for the rear naked choke. And then in the main car, kicked out a lightweight fight Rafa Garcia over Clay Guida, 30-27 across the board. Very clear win for Garcia. Guida just uh, just Garcia just outlanded Guida on the feet throughout the fight. Guida could never get his wrestling going, which was the story of the fight. It was just Garcia's volume. And then we had uh Pedro Munoz uh unanimous decision over Chris Gutierrez, 30 27 across the board. Very good showing for Pedro Munoz fight was just kind of so-so, wasn't wasn't super exciting. You know, you could kind of tell that both men didn't want to take too many chances, uh, and Munoz just fought a smart game plan in winning all three rounds. Then we had Ion uh, Kudalaba, first-round finish, first-round TKO of Tanner Bowser. You had Azamut Murzikanov, unanimous decision over Justin Jacoby, 29-20 across the board. Murzikonov, uh definitely won the first two rounds. Jacoby had a strong third round, won the third, uh, was needing a finish, knew he needed a finish, just didn't do it. Didn't do enough to where he had Merzikhanov, you know, in trouble to finish him. And that was ultimately he, the difference. was gassed by the end. Yeah. And uh, I think Merzikhanov said he also broke his arm during oh. the fight, his left okay. arm, I think. So that so, explains yeah. Some, yeah. some stuff, so, yeah. Yeah. And then we had Edson Barboza, first round knockout of Billy Quarantino with the brutal knee. And then Max Holloway, unanimous decision over Arnold Allen
0: in the main event. Okay. Two things. Did you catch uh, Bill Algeo's tweet after the Barbosa knockout? I did not. He, he tweeted out, Well, there goes my 50K. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's funny. He, he ended up getting it, but I, I thought that was cute yeah. um, and uh, may, almost made up for the, the idiocy in the post fight <laughs> interview. And then the other thing that I wanted to say was I hit a bit of a hot take here, but I thought that Max Holloway and Arnold Allen, the first three rounds, were very similar to the Pedro Munoz, Chris Gutierrez fight. But the difference is, is that it's Max Holloway and Arnold Allen. (laughs) So like the people were more into everything they did, but it was the same kind of fight. It was one guy just kind of dominating the other guy, just, you know, like keeping his distance and getting hit a lot, but not really, you know, getting hurt. And then it, it got better in the fourth and the fifth round, I thought Max Holloway and Arnold Allen, but I just thought it was very similar. But the reason the fans booed pretty heavily, I think, right? In that fight? The Pugnios Guitars, yeah, yeah, they were definitely entertaining themselves during that fight, yeah, yeah, and they were, you know, they weren't, they weren't happy, and I think even uh, Bisping was on them, you know, about like don't, don't boo this. These guys are having a good fight, and um, I think that was the one where. Unless I'm thinking of a fight from last week, I, I remember one where they were just going off on the fans for booing um and uh you know because they were getting spoiled from having so many good fights you know i think it was that felt. fight yeah i think it was yeah fight, i think yeah. i think it was that fight um so the fight of the night went to tj brown and bill Algio, uh fifty thousand each and they gave three performance bonuses so five th- on the show and they went to uh jillian robertson brandon roy val and Edson barbosa so we we covered all our stars there yeah and, and uh i think dana dana set, set
1: out to had his post fight scrum uh that uh he also gave Cummings and
0: Herman fifty thousand dollars as well. Good, good, because that was that was a freaking hell of a fight, yeah. um, especially you know considering what happened afterwards. Like yeah. that was, you know, that's why you watch the prelims, you know, just so you can see stuff like that every once in a while. Um, I mean, we do because we're we do a show and we're addicts and everything. Like we'd watch anyways, but um that that was that was a lot of fun and the show did another monster gate for a fight night uh, 16,234 fans in in uh, the the T-Mobile Center and in Kansas City and 2. Point, almost 2.2 2 million dollar gate 2.18 million that's just insane that would have been a record like a year and a half ago and now it's just like every show yep <laughs> like it's just incredible how hot this company is right now
1: and yeah i mean i mean they're doing they're doing numbers that, uh, that even like big touring rock
0: bands aren't doing. Yeah. and they like they're they had the one show right that they didn't sell out, um, earlier in the year. But you know it's just like a it was a couple thousand short of a sellout. I think one of the shows, but everything else is sold out. The Brazil, yeah, the, it was the Brazil, oh, the Brazil show, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And that was, I mean, that's a that's a tough economy. Brazil, You're not going to yeah. sell out there yeah that was pretty much a sold show so yeah um so yeah that uh and uh and then they're back to the apex next week so uh and yeah. we'll talk about that show in and understand st- <laughs> and and other stuff there yeah all right awesome um all right uh and this coming week though uh before we talk about the ufc it's a big weekend for bellator um our boy mike's going to be at one of these shows i think um yeah one one of the shows is free for military, and uh, he. I think
1: it's the Friday one, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's still in the military for now, um, <laughs> so he uh, he'll he'll be there, and uh, and and we'll uh, yeah maybe we'll even see if, see if we can get him on the show to talk about it if if he enjoyed the show. But it's a pretty big show. Um, the main event is for the flyway title, Liz Carmouche and Deanna Bennett. Uh, so you know, two two decent names. Um, we got Tim Johnson and Sayed Sauma on the card. Arlene Blanco and Sarah McMahon was a pretty big fight, at featherweight, and uh, yeah. Other than that, there's uh, Danny Sabatello
1: who has a little bit of a name from a little bit the yeah. Bantamweight, Bantamweight Grand Prix.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That's it. Says that's that is that that's from the Grand Prix. That's not a Grand Prix match, right? Because they're no, not featherweight this year, right? No, no. Well, they're on the, they're on the finals of the Bantamweight anyway. Okay. Yeah. Or lightweight. That's what they're doing this year. Yeah. Um, Terrell Fortune is also fighting on the prelims um that's the other big name um the the uh, heavyweight um and uh yeah that's uh, that's friday on showtime and that's starting at 8 p.m. eastern which i assume is a prelim so the main card is probably at 10 um 9 fight card these hawaii shows are always fun and the the um the the saturday show is is the big one though and and that's the one that's got a Malay McFarlane on it uh you know her entrances are usually highlight reels ray borg is that his first Bellator fight? Yep. Yeah, fighting uh, Kyoji Horaguchi. So that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun at, at uh, flyweight. Um, Aaron Pico fighting at featherweight against James Gonzalez. And uh, Elena, Elena Farlow, I mentioned earlier, against Kano Watanabe uh, from Japan. And then the main event is the Bantamweight Tournament Championship, million dollars. Ralphie and Stotts and Patchy Mix uh, also for the Bantamweight title um so that, that's an ha- interim and be- better title oh right right uh who's that champion Sergio Penis. Sergio Penis, yeah. yeah and the prelims have some uh good fighters on them as well Yancey Medeiros you know remember him in UFC always wanting them yeah. to go to Hawaii well he just came to them um uh, Kai Kamaka uh Veda Artiega, Keone Diggs is a promising fighter at 10 and 2 I've seen him fight before he's he's pretty good um, so yeah, Bruna Allen and Ilara Joanne at uh, flyweight uh, yeah, should be Allen. Allen Cruz, lightweight, former UFC guy. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't didn't recognize the name. And Bobby King, not not to be confused with Bobby King Green, um, who is so yeah. also fighting
1: this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that is Saturday uh, as well. Same, uh or er, one hour earlier start time, seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, probably main, uh, main, main, yeah main card. Yeah. Main card for both shows at ten Eastern. On Showtime, yes, and uh, and YouTube in Canada, so um, yeah, should should be should be a lot of fun. The, that that Saturday show will definitely be uh, something that people, you know, it's it's those Hawaii shows are always worth watching. So um, should be should be a good one there. Uh, and then uh, and then before we get into the UFC, there's also some other stuff. Um, I got the regional. I had it up here. Um, yeah, no, here we go. No, it's I had the. Yeah, streaming to Hang on. Why is it showing me boxing? It's only supposed to be Okay, I have it here. We have a CFFC. I had it. Show. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. I got it. yes. Okay, go ahead. CFFC, a, yeah.
1: CFFC <laughs> on Thursday night uh from a uh, Tampa UFC fight pass. CFFC uh usually has our good buddy CM Punk on commentary. So
0: Oh yeah, my boy.
1: So, so it'll be uh will so, be there. Yeah. Phil Brooks, yeah. And then uh, LFA show Friday night on USC Fight Pass. Fight Pass. Uh, don't forget the one show on Prime. Well, one one on Prime. Yeah. Completely. Well, I completely missed that. Yeah. One one on Prime. Who's on? Let's see who's on there.
0: Nobody. Like, nobody? I don't even know why this is on Prime. Like, there's nobody on this card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, there's, I look at it and I was just like, I don't. Like, like yeah. Like, <laughs> We can skip that one. Yeah, like, I don't. Who, I think that's probably wrong. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? I'll bet you guys? this. They, I'll bet you this is not on Prime. I'll bet you this is a topology. They're mistake. all on Prime. Yeah. No. No. It, it's on Prime. Is it? Okay. The poster. The right. poster even shows. So. Okay. All right. I think a big one. Other the, is the KSW show you know, on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, they always have big yeah. shows. Yeah. That's in uh that airs in Canada on the Fight Network and I think you can get it in certain parts of the states as well. Yeah um, and
1: usually Internet pay per view. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh yeah, you, or,
1: yeah. Yeah, or you find Caposa, he'll he'll find a way to hook you up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and uh what else we got? Uh Fusion Fight League on Fight Fight TV as well. Um yeah. and yeah. Anthony Pettis FC yeah. on, oh, on Sunday day. afternoon. No, that's okay. Uh that that's a new one. I don't remember seeing that before. Um and yeah, we got Fury on, FC. Yeah, his shows have been on uh have been on uh uh
1: UFC Fight Pass.
0: Oh okay, cool. Um and then, okay. yeah, and that's in Indiana and then as well Fury FC from Houston. Right. Uh which go ahead. I just I just found this rant I just found this random show that's happening
1: on Sunday. Sunday. It's uh happening in Toronto, Canada. Uh, the promotion is called Prospect Fighting Championship. But in the main event is Jordan Mean. Oh, really? Yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting a guy named Ricardo Chavez, who's twenty and fifteen. So, uh, so co-main, um, event has, co-main event has co event has Kyle Prepolik, who also fought in the UFC in the past.
0: That reminds me of a, um, of, a of a of a of a question that I was going to ask you the next time that you give me you know left the question of the week open, and uh, okay. I might I might save it, yeah. but. Yeah well the it, question was just it, like we Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll save it. I'll save it. Hopefully I remember yeah. next time you ask. But right, Jordan mean Yeah, Jordan uh, mean is the answer is one of the answers to the question. So we'll leave okay. it there. Yeah, write write it down and I'll actually let you get to it next week. We'll do it next week. Okay, cool. Uh let me write down the question. It I can write down three words. Uh okay, that's one and that's the third all right okay cool all right uh so we have the es uh ufc on espn uh i guess 45 uh USP or on yet is... this is a espn plus ufc on espn oh. 80 80 okay you you put it right in the notes i don't know why i couldn't have just read that um but uh this is your apex special in the main event uh this was, ryan's favorite this, uh, honestly this main event should not this this is bigger than
1: an apex show for that main event.
0: That's a good true. main event. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they could have sold. They could have sold, you know, like sixteen thousand tickets in Des Moines, Iowa, or something for this. Yeah. Um, don't, and, I don't even think Des Moines has an arena. So with
1: 16,000. Seattle,
0: 000. Seattle, Washington, uh, Hamilton, Ontario, um, just about anywhere. But let's instead, see, it's at the Carter, a- Curtis
1: Blades. He's he's from Illinois, and he fights out of Colorado. <laughs> yeah, shit.
0: Just go yeah. to. That building go to that AEW always runs, the wind truck.
1: Yeah, or just nah, – well, Just go to that uh, Broomfield Event Center, in Broomfield, Colorado, right oh, outside of Denver. Yeah. Denver, you, you only need about 7,000 people there.
0: Oh, yeah, and they probably get a million dollars out of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's going to be at the apex. Get out of the damn apex. <laughs> Sergey Pavlovich and Curtis Blades, yeah, this is a big fight. I mean, a couple top five fighters. Um, I mean, realistically, the winner should get a title shot. doubt if it'll happen but um it should uh john jones has better things to do if if he stays if he keeps fighting i suppose if he retires after his next fight that one of these guys will probably be fighting for the vacant title but um yeah big fight uh i i don't really know how to call this because like curtis blades is you know he's dangerous on both on the feet and wrestling but he's also, you know, I mean he's been hit a few times. And when he gets hit hard, sometimes he goes down. And Pavlovich is is a elite striker. So I yeah, I don't really know how to call this.
1: Yeah, this could this could be very similar to to um Curtis Blades' fights with with um, Derek Lewis, Francis Nagano, those guys. Yeah. yeah. Those guys. Uh uh yeah, Pavlovich. Uh he lost he lost his UFC debut to Alistair Overeem. Overeem finished him in the first round. His only loss of his career. He's five and zero since then. All first round finishes. His last fin. His last two wins have come in under a minute over Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa. He's got seventeen wins, fourteen by knockout. All the all of those knockouts have been in the first round. He's gotten the decision the other three, the other three times. Uh, dangerous, 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 dangerous. Uh, very. Very good wrestler too. Uh, he's, co- he's combat sambo fighter, uh, big heavyweight. I mean, this is a fantastic main event. Honestly, like, like this could be this could be a co-main event of a pay-per-view card. It's a v it's that high quality of a fight. fight. And uh, yeah, smaller Apex. You know what? I'm not looking. Curtis Blades is a favorite for some reason. <laughs> uh, put some money on Pavlovich. In, I, I would say put some and money put, on
0: Pavlovich and also put some money on uh, the under, like yeah, in terms yeah. of what, Pavlo- is this fight going to end in in less in five yeah. rounds? Pavlovich
1: and Pavlovich. I would say Pavlovich and definitely Pavlovich inside the distance.
0: Yeah. Um, or, yeah, and, and you can even just go like you, – you can do some safe money and just yeah, bet that the fight yeah. is not going to yeah. end. And, That's
1: not to say – I mean, Curtis, Curtis hits hard too. He could yeah. catch him, but I haven't seen any – Pavlovich in his last few fights, I haven't seen anything that's making me think that Curtis Blades is going to knock him out. Curtis Blades is going to have to take him down and dominate with the wrestling. But I don't know that he can do that because Pavlovich is a big heavyweight with good wrestling. So it's just –
0: Yeah. His uh, his last five fights have gone uh, a total of about nine minutes. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. and and all ko wins yeah so yeah just uh just incredible yeah so this isn't going to go long but uh it should be a lot of fun yeah and the 55 people in the building will uh lose their minds yep um and uh and and it's uh other than that it's you know it's a pretty good card again you know like kind of wasted on the apex because this this looks like just looking at these names and looking at the kind of fights they're probably going to have like I feel like if this, you know, if this was in front of fans, like it would have a chance to like build, you know, like there's some exciting fighters on the card that, uh, you know, like, you know, like you look at like even in that, you know, heavyweight fight on the prelims, um, you know, Muhammad Usman and Junior Tafa, you know, that could get, you know, they could have a knockout there that would get the crowd going. Then you got Bobby Green fighting on the card and Brad Tavares and the co-main should be a banger. Uh, Ricky uh, Simone
1: uh, and what uh, what stops stop right there. uh Ricky Simone and Songy Dong is is uh not on the card this week. uh I just oh. got I mean I got a message during the show. I'll explain later. uh I'll okay. Explain later. But that that fight's not happening this week. Breaking news. Breaking uh, news. Fight's here. not happening this week. <laughs> okay. There's, All right. Yeah. The, they they just made an announcement while we record. We were okay. recording and uh, we'll get more into the, in the news, in the news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just a crazy, uh, really, really good card. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I just ran down some names, but uh, give us uh, three fights to watch. And I think you got a lot of, lots of juice from here. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go
1: first, Uh lightweight fight, Bobby green against Jared Gordon. Uh, Bobby green always has really fun fights and is always, always brings it. Jared Gordon is coming off his, his a uh, win that that <laughs> that is actually a loss in the record books. is fight with Patty Pimblett, uh, but uh, yeah, the I mean, two veterans of the sport, sport two guys who give it their all. That should be a fun fight. Um, my second fight to watch, welterweight fight that kicks off the main card as of now, uh, Jeremiah Wells against Matthew Simelsberger. Uh Both guys are powerful guys. Uh, Wells has looked very good, very good in the UFC thus far. I think he's three and zero so far and uh Simmelsberger coming off a big knockout win of Jake Matthews uh that's got a fun fight right there all all on it and then my third fight uh I'm gonna go lightweight fight Ricky Glenn against Christos Diagos uh two veterans uh Glenn Glenn always brings it uh Diagos is you know tough guy as well uh you know so uh, yeah that's that's a good matchup I like that one too
0: all right. And I, I got, I'm going to give you some, some fights to watch too. I really like the, uh, the, I think it's going to be the opener. Uh, Brady Highstand and uh, Donna Bacquerel. Um I think that's how you pronounce it. Bacquerel
1: um, or something like that. Yeah.
0: And Highstand is, and, and the reason I'm picking these three fighters is because they all have something in common. Um, and Brady Highstand was the, uh, I think he was, was he the finalist in the, yeah. the tough tournament? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, lost to Ricky Turkios. Yeah, tough 29, but but he was impressive on the show. And uh, we also have Mohamed Usman, who won uh, his tough season, and he's fighting Junior Tafa. So this is like a battle of guys with more famous brothers, yeah. uh, Kamaro and uh, Justin. Yeah, and then the third. Junior's debut, the UFC uh, debut. Is it for uh, Junior? Yeah. 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 Right. And then the other one was. Uh, this one I'm really looking forward to is on the main card. Starweight fight. Uh, Yasmin Lucindo, who had that incredible fight with the other Yasmin. Um, yeah, Yasmin Hierogly In San Diego, yeah. And she's fighting Brogan Walker, who was the finalist. I believe it was the same season that Muhammad Usman won, yes, but it was yes. the women's side, yeah. And she fought Juliana Miller in the finals there. And uh, and she was one that I thought was the most impressive during the season, but she got caught late in the fight uh, submission. And I think though she was more experienced and she's probably was probably more ready for UFC than Juliana Miller was. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see how uh Brogan Walker does on uh on, on this card. So yeah, just a couple of uh people on recent tough seasons and, yeah. and interested to see how they do. But uh take us through, like I said, the rest of this card, which is mm-hmm. pretty stacked in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, It's uh, all on ESPN plus uh kicks off okay.
1: at, it kicks off at four Eastern time with the prelims, main card seven Eastern time, uh kicks off and White Fight, uh Brady Heisig is Danab at Zure. Then we have women's flyweight fight, Priscilla Cachoeira against Karine Silva. Then we have featherweights Francis Marshall against William Gomez. Then we have heavyweights Muhammad Usman against Junior Taffa. Then we have your rare women's featherweight fight, Carol Rosa against Norma Dumont. Then bantamweight uh, fight, veteran Ronnie Yaha against or um, Yaha and uh, <laughs> against Montel Jackson. And then we have lightweight lightweight Ricky Clean against Christmas Tiagos And then main card. Uh, kicks off welterweight fight Jeremiah Wells against Matthew Simmonsberger. Then straw weights Yasmin Lucindo against Brogan Walker. Lightweights Bobby Green and Jared Gordon. Then middleweight fight uh Brad Tavares against Bruno Silva. And then your heavyweight main event, Sergey Pavlovich against Curtis Blades.
0: Uh what do you what do you figure will be the new co-main the Tavares fight?
1: Uh, Tavares and they'll they'll move one of the prelims. Probably, probably Glenn Probably up to the main card.
0: Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter when they're all on the really main plus, yeah. anyways. Yeah, so
1: yeah, they They or they might just leave it seven and five. You know, who knows?
0: Yeah. So we're at twelve fights right now. Twelve so fights, uh, starting at four Eastern, so probably end around uh, by nine thirty. So yeah, 30 10, yeah. 10 Eastern time. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so that's that's perfect. Eight thirty nine yeah. o'clock, and then I can watch the playoffs, um or we can switch over to Bellator. Uh, you see the Hawaii main card. Yeah. So that that is uh this should be a fun night of fights on uh Saturday. And uh so for our question of the week, we're gonna back up to the uh kind of to the uh to the show that we just watched this past weekend. And your question is uh, interesting the way you worded this. With Max yeah, Holloway's yeah I, saw, yeah, I saw this on Sure and I go like, you know what, that would be a great question. Yeah, so with Max Holloway's win, who is the greatest featherweight of all time? And so I guess before, should even read the second part, or do, can we concede that it's Volk? Uh, well, let's go ahead and answer the first part, and then we'll go okay. to the second part. I mean, it's either Volkanovski or Aldo, in my opinion. Is Holloway Holloway or Aldo? Still... Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm such a big Holloway fan, I feel like I'm... I'm uh, biased, even to the point where I said it was obvious that it was forty nine forty six, and then I look at the media scores and they're all forty eight forty seven. So I think I think I have a blind spot when it comes to Max. Um, but when I really look back at at his at his run, I mean, yeah, it's it, he had all those wins, but it's like how good was Aldo? And um, and then you know, and then he lost to Volkanovski, and and I think what the problem is is that we looked. We kind of were overlooking Volkanovski the whole time, and then once he finally beat Holloway definitively, then we look back and we're like, "Holy crap! Look at this guy!" Yeah. So, I for me, I think it's Volkanovski. Okay, I still think it's Aldo. Okay. So, which
1: is <laughs> so. which is probably the point point of the question question yeah. because I still think it's Aldo, but we're getting we're getting close we're getting close to this. But uh, Aldo just his longevity and his quality of wins and and at a time when. When uh, the division may have been a little bit stronger, maybe, may, or maybe you know, bigger name, bigger name, tougher. The problem
0: with Aldo is we saw his fade, and we yeah, haven't seen the fade for Volkonovsky or Holloway yet. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, right, but if, you, if, you're ta- if you're talking yeah. just the if you're talking just the peak, yeah, there's n- nobody's bigger than Aldo. Nobody's better yeah. than Aldo. Like yeah. from 2008 to 2014 or 15, when he lost to Connor, like you can't touch that.
1: No, yeah, you yeah, can't, can't.
0: Yeah. So, I I mean, for right now, I'd say Volkanovski, but I may also, you know, if he loses his next fight and then goes on a bit of a losing streak, I might go back to Aldo in a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, and then, so, so then the second part was, okay, so at what point does he become the greatest of all time featherweight? I think if he beats Yair and then moves up, I think that closes the book, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I... This is a tough one. This is a tough one because Volkanofsky's on the way. I don't know that if he beats Yair that it cements him there. Uh I think I think he needs three or four more wins at Featherweight to cement it. And here's why. Um he's got he's got five title fight wins and uh three of them against Max Holloway. Jose Aldo had eleven featherweight title fight wins wow that's to me that's that's you're, the big that's the difference right there
0: you're counting you you're counting um uh, uh zufa, zufa zufa yeah wc okay. counts wc absolutely counts so who does he gotta beat there's the question uh rodriguez I mean,
1: you, yeah yeah rodriguez, rodriguez of course yeah of course um i would say rodriguez um let me look at the rankings maybe like giga I don't know about Chica. There's a wild card in here that I'll throw in there. I'll throw in there. Uh, I would say he has to beat. He has to beat Rodriguez. I would say maybe uh, Ilya or Mavzari Vloyev, one of those yeah. two possibly, or both of those. Yeah. And I would throw these two wild cards in there: uh, Henry Cejudo and Aljamain Sterling, if they move up. Okay. Those, yeah. Yeah. I can see
0: that. Yeah. yeah I mean, if, if Henry, you know what, that Henry Cejudo is the kind of guy where if he does move up and Volkanovsky beats him, that's, people are going to look at that. You know, they'll just look at the records and say, Oh my God, look at that name. You know, yeah. even though not, you know, considering the fact that he's, you know, was originally a flyweight. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and Sterling is a guy that, you know, easily could have been fighting at 145. Um, And, you know, and probably will at some point to clear the way for a mirror up um but yeah i i, I you know i don't have a problem with that uh, again though i would say like my my immediate answer was volkanovsky and it's probably because he beat holloway um so definitively now if for some reason you know let's you know let's say they somehow make a fifth a fourth fight between volkanovsky and holloway and holloway wins then all of a sudden you look at holloway again yeah (laughs) you know like because he had the two extremely close decisions and then he had the one fight where he got you know clearly beat but if he was to beat him you know then hey you know like uh you know who who knows so i i think like i think there's three guys that are clearly at the top right now volkanovsky holloway and aldo um i'm sure connor would put himself there too but no um <laughs> not, not not enough longevity there no no oh he had a nice run
1: he definitely had a nice run could, and could have been if he stayed if he stayed yeah. there yeah but but he wanted to make some
0: money and and good for him he did the right um, thing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no matter absolutely. and the, no matter what happens to Connor mcgregor and what kind of trouble he he gets himself into every decision about about what he's done in his fighting career has been the right decision.
0: So. Absolutely. And people are going to call him the greatest of all time, even if he's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That was a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, I was struggling for one. And then when, whenever I'm struggling for one, I go to the, the first place I go to is the Sher- Sherdog forums and see if there's any any question, any interesting debates going on. And I I instantly saw that one. I go like, you know what, that would be good talk.
0: We talk- do. We know, also have those. Uh, I think there's like two questions in the Discord that we have to get to at some point. Yeah, yeah we'll get to. Yeah. The, I completely yeah. forgot about those. So. Yeah, and uh, that was a uh, shout out <laughs> to uh, what's that, how what's the name? Fawaz. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah. a relatively Fawaz, new listener. Yeah. Yeah, for us. Yeah. He's a good good dude. I, yeah. I enjoy talking to him about uh, UFC and wrestling. I, he's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's one of he's he's one of our Discord Discord people that we interact with quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's good to hear. And and I, I think we got some new listeners to judge on the numbers and everything. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it. And if you have any questions that you want us to tackle, just hit us up on Twitter um or the Discord if you're in there and uh, we'll we'll get to them. Um and then our We Have to Talk About segment is Alex Pereira. Um oh, you know what? Before we get to this, I had yeah. a question I wanted to ask you because I read your write up in the Observer this week. Yes, and there was a line in there, and I'm not sure if it was from you or Dave. It was in your section, but uh, I know sometimes Dave adds stuff. I think. Um, yeah, but, I don't even
1: know if he adds stuff because I don't. I don't ever read
0: what I. Okay, let, me, what I let write. me pull it up here. But it was about the buy rate for um for the previous pay per view.
1: Yeah, that would be Did that, that would that would be Dave. Okay. Yeah,
0: that, that would be Dave because I okay. we don't get any official numbers, but I yeah, think, so, but I think Dave you, still still has yeah. Has so wise. what he said was okay in actual Google search comparisons, this did eighty six percent of the Jones Cyril Gon fight, which would indicate about seven hundred thousand buys. Yeah. So he's got a number for for that fight clearly. Um,
1: and I think I don't know if he's I don't know if there's there's a fish or he's he's basing it on Google
0: but estimating stuff. It looks like that would be eight. I mean, if I'm using his numbers, it's 815,000, <laughs> which seems like a very uh, I mean, the numbers sounds like it could be right, but it's a very like um, precise number, <laughs> you know, you usually hear like 800, 850, it's 815. Um, so I, you know, I, I just thought that was weird. You, you haven't heard anything about the Jones fighting, eh? like in terms of numbers? No, just what Dave, just what
1: Dave wrote. Okay, Dave writes, and this is stuff to me because I, 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 I don't go back and
0: reread yeah. that stuff. Reread. He's probably sometimes. got some sources that would.
1: indicate he, Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He, he would, Yeah, he's got stuff. He's he's got stuff from from people that you know. I I I don't know as far as but it, as far but as, it, as that, and I I only go by. Only go by you know I go by what he he says yeah. or if we hear others other rumblings I did I did hear rumblings that Joe that Jones gone was eight fifty nine hundred range
0: okay and so. then and then so this would be but Adesanya like he keeps going up like his last his last fight uh, his his two fights in twenty twenty two. Averaged around six hundred thousand, and then this one looks like it might have done seven hundred thousand, based on you know whatever Dave's reporting there. So, you know yeah. that combined with the live gates, it's, I mean, he's yeah. a big star. Seven to seven fifty wasn't me. It, yeah. Rematch,
1: rematches, rematches where the stars going for the title always tend to do well. Yeah. So, so
0: and based on those Google numbers yeah. and the really strong prelim numbers as well, yeah. right. um, and Masvidal, I would say Masvidal possibly had a
1: little bit to do with it too. Absolutely. Even even yeah. though even though his Covington fight, from all indications, were a uh, super disappointing, but I put that more on Covington because no matter how much Colby Covington, no matter how much attention he gets, it do, it's never translated into being a box office draw.
0: No, nope. no. Nope. And I apologize.
1: Which which which, which I don't. I, which to me makes the fact that they cater to him so much more more mind-boggling because because he there's nothing to indicate that he's that he is a positive on business there's I nothing think, saying i think we know why there's nothing saying that he's a negative but he's not the positive that they want you to think he is
0: no i think we know why though yeah um i and i apologize to you because you you always send me the notes and then you ask me if i have anything to add. And I did have something to add, and I just completely forgot about it when you sent it to me. But I thought about it earlier in the day when I was reading that article, and yeah. um, and I should have mentioned it then, but I didn't. So my no worries, no worries. All there's right. stuff,
1: there, like I said, there's stuff that pops up that I forget, like like yeah. something that we had to add to the news rundown
0: that I just yeah. remember that I that I completely forgot earlier. So. All right, but we have to talk about uh, Alex Pereira, uh, you know, and this is what reminded me of uh the, yeah. the that article that you wrote. Um yeah. he is moving to 205, it looks like. I I guess that was Dana said it at the press conference um after the after, pay-per-view, yeah. but now Alex Pereira is kind of indicating that as well. Well, he's not indicating, he flat out said I'm going to 205. well did you did you hear the argument that Bisping and Cornby had on the show about that? <laughs>
1: doesn't matter what their argument was. Alex Pereira said he's going to 205. Like, That's
0: what this thing said. And then yeah. Cormier is like, well, you know, sometimes people say that, and then the next thing you know, they're fighting in a different weight class. And he, and he brought up Dificin Figueredo. Did you see did, – did Daniel Cormier – No, did I know. I, I agree with did you. Have to Cormier... to, you have to listen to I, I know. So I, know
1: I know, but did Daniel Cormier watch that video of Alex Pereira where it looked like he was <laughs> struggling badly to make 185? Like, come on. Like, yeah. Like I, I said, I said it on both our show and Observer Radio. The fact that Dana instantly said Pereira is probably going to 205, it's like they knew, like everybody knew ahead of time that that was going, going to happen. And he announced it literally, what, Wednesday? Before, definitely Tuesday, I think, is when he announced that he's going to 205. Yeah.
0: And I think the um, there. I think a good reason to go to two hundred five is I think you were the one that said it on on the Observer Radio. It might have been Dave, but basically because they have what is perceived to be a beatable champion at two hundred five, you yeah. would probably go just move right to the title fight. Mm, I, one fight, do yeah, one fight. Okay, mm. you got to Maybe excited. it was Dave then that suggested going right to the title fight because I, I remember yeah. one of you saying that. I, I, thought, I, I, I
1: said if Jamal Hill is still champion. You, oh, have, okay. that, you okay. have that storyline with Alex Pereira yeah. looking for revenge because who's Alex Pereira's head coach and main Love training her. partner? Clover Teixeira. So, yeah.
0: Is there a title the, fight scheduled for Hill right now? Uh,
1: it's a matter of when Yuri's ready. There's, okay, so they're waiting for Yuri. Okay, Yeah,
0: it could be July. I yeah. don't know. Well, they, don't need know, a, but, they need a main event for that show but, which we'll get to. But. but, For which show the – well, for I mean, they have a main event, but we need a main event, is what I'm saying, for, for the fight night week. Moreno and Pintoja, I don't think, is a main for event. international fight, for, fight week? Yeah. I mean, it's Moreno's got, a star, it's but... It's got
1: Volkanovski and Rodriguez on there.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, my bad, my bad. So maybe <laughs> yeah. if they do July, it might be the 29th, that fight on yeah, the 20th. They're yeah. originally going to have Jones in, but...
1: Yeah, but for Pereira, I could see him fighting Blakovich... Uh, Rakic Krylov, maybe Krylov, you know, oh, that that's be a good, good one. one. I like Bogovich give... too because he'll probably knock him out. Yeah, I you gotta <laughs> get you gotta give him a guy in the top five, five, six. Yeah, Krylov, yeah. six. So I agree yeah, right there, agree. Right there and... but uh, but give him one fight. I don't know that I'd, I wouldn't give him an ankle. Of, I'd keep that fight away. Yeah, away that's dangerous, it's yeah. dangerous, but uh, yeah, one fight. Hopefully he has brutal finish and then straight to straight to Hill Prochaska.
0: Yeah, and then, and then you hope Prochaska wins Because I think Prochaska and Pereira could be a real big fight. Yeah, I think so. And then
1: and then who knows with Pereira in the future, you know. So <laughs> somebody made the joke and we could and this would be funny if this happened. But Adesanya is already blowing up Dana White and the matchmakers for his next fight. And there's talk that he could be fighting as soon as July. And somebody made the – somebody I saw made the comment and be like, Izzy should go up to 205, fight Jamal Hill, win the title, and they do Adesanya Pereira 3 for the light heavyweight title.
0: Did I not say that a couple of weeks ago?
1: I don't know if you said it a couple weeks ago, but I know somebody else I
0: saw said it this week. I, I'm almost positive I, yeah. I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if they ended up having another fight?" And it and it's at 205. Like you possibly I said that I don't you remember know. you, but I will yeah. not I will not deny that
1: you said that. So yeah,
0: I'm I'm almost positive I did. But yeah. either way, I didn't. It wasn't exactly the way that you presented it there, which yeah. would be hilarious because if yeah. Adesanya d- decided he wanted to go to 205 and fight for the title, they'll book the fight. Yeah, like, you know they don't they don't care. like I, and he
1: fights a lot. You know, I just. I I just could see Izzy doing that to cut to cut Pereira
0: off Pereira off at the knees. So that that um you, the stat that you had, I think it was you in in that article again uh, on the in the Observer was what well, he had fourteen fights since he debuted in like 2018 or something or yeah, 20 yeah February 2019 and he's had had fourteen fights yeah that's crazy that's like four yeah. just over four years yeah. that's insane no no big stars fight that often no so,
1: no yeah. they're afraid to. Yeah, they're afraid to. It's like it's like you become champion and all of a sudden you don't want to fight.
0: Yeah. And it's, he, it's just, he just wants to keep it's going. Weird.
1: Like I, I bring this up all the time. These guys fight a ton to get to that top two and to get that title fight and they become champion. And all of a sudden, son, they're going from fighting four times a year to one time a year. It's this weird. is why he reminds me of Anderson Silva. In yeah. a lot of ways, because Silva fought a lot as well. It's just so weird. It's just they just want to cling on to that title for as long as possible. And and the bad thing is sometimes UFC caters to it. It's they shouldn't.
0: Quick yeah. question: Yes or no answer. By the end of his career, are we looking at Adesanya as the greatest of all time, any weight class?
1: Uh, yeah. very strong possibility. Cool. All right. Especially if he, especially if he fight, if he ends up finding John Jones and beats him.
0: Yeah. You know, there's, I, I there's, don't I don't even think he needs that, but yeah, if he does for sure. And <laughs>
1: even Pereira, I I saw people yeah. talking about maybe Pereira goes the heavyweight at some point and fights Jones. Because I mean Pereira's 36 years old. That'd so be a, a big older. fight. Yeah.
0: That could yeah. actually end up leading to Jones Adesanya. Because if yeah. Jones beats him, I could see Jones start needling Audasanya and trying to get that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like he does with corn, like he did with Cormier, just needling yeah. him in social media and stuff. That that'd be fun. Yeah, um, I definitely we'll talk about
1: John here in a minute. Yeah. But I think definitely think there's more there's more left for John. There's more left for John to accomplish and do in this sport. It's just a matter of what he want whether he
0: wants to or not. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh we got some news. Um ah, oh, this one sucks. Um Oliveira and Dariush is off of UFC two eighty eight. What happened? Yeah,
1: Oliveira's got a minor injury. Okay. And uh it's off of it's off the newer card. Uh, Dana said they were they were working on a new co-main event for that show, which is happening in you know less than three weeks. And supposedly Gilbert Burns might be involved. Maybe they do Burns and Bilal on short notice, something like that. But Oliver and Darius is off. Uh, according to Darius, the fight is probably going to be rescheduled for UFC 289 in Vancouver on June 10th. Which, That's was, also- And uh, he uh, he also said, uh, Darius also said, said if olivera he also there said he got a pay bump to to for the rebooking he also said if olivera pulls out again or that fight doesn't happen then the then supposedly he'll just get a title shot instead of rebooking that fight again because he said already said this is the third time that the fight's been scheduled so
0: so Um, yeah When they put up that graphic on on the show and they showed the the UFC 288 card, I I saw some people in the Discord, you know, asking, you know, is it going to be like an all-time record low buy or whatever? And you were quick to say, you know, they're really hot and they're going to do all right. But I'm looking at this card right now and it needs a a co-main event. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: losing this fight definitely hurt.
0: Yeah, like there's nothing on this card. Um, I mean, Avlo and I mean, Mitchell is a good fight. But, yeah, and, um, and that fight that that fight's actually an upgrade
1: because it's supposed to be, you know, we were going to get an end analysis, go and end to the out since we're going to talk about, about yeah. Bryce Mitchell is supposed to fight Jonathan Pierce. Pierce pulled out with an injury and Evloev is fighting on short notice, and that's actually a much bigger fight than yeah. Mitchell and Pierce was.
0: And my guy uh, that I've been trumping, and I th- I think if this guy keeps winning, y- you might have to give him a title shot at some point. But Drew Dobert, too. yeah. But we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But yeah, um, yeah that's uh, so yeah we that that sucks. But hopefully they find something to put on that card. Um, and uh, Moicano is injured. Yeah, and not Moicano
1: hurt. He was supposed to headline the uh, April twenty ninth card next weekend. Oh, this upcoming next week, him and Armin Sarukian were supposed to headline. Uh, but he's out. Uh, new main event for that show is uh, the Song of Dong. Ricky Simone fight has been moved to the main event.
0: Oh, okay. That. So that's, that was – That's, okay, that's so why was... it's
1: off this week's card. They moved it to okay. next to 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 the next week's show to, to headline and made it five rounds. So those oh. guys are going – those guys, obviously, they're probably going to bump in pay too, but they're going from the three-round co-main event this week to the five-round main event next
0: weekend. So, yeah. that's You so know what? Fan. To me, that's a net positive. Yeah. I like that fight better than I like Makano and Sir, Sir Kayan. And I like this Simone fight better at five rounds than at three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's so, uh yeah, that's, that's a why, net
1: net positive that's why I earlier I was saying saying like, yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about it later. Well that's the reason why, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh oh, and uh I should've I should have let off with this in the news. Um but uh Nick Diaz and Jake Paul. Nate Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz and Jake Paul. Yeah, I don't know why I said huh. uh they're fighting in Houston and they're boxing. Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Oh oh that's why you were talking about going. Okay. Um and what what's the date on that one? July August fifth. August fifth, okay. Um no so yeah, no um is that the same day as SummerSlam, right? Yes. Yeah, but uh I don't know how that's gonna do. I mean I, I, I think yeah, I think the lead up is going to be fun, but that—I mean—the fight isn't. I mean, Jake Paul's going to smoke him. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah think. I'm not. Yeah, maybe. I
1: don't know. I mean, Nate's. I mean, granted, this is just sparring, but he sparred a lot with Andre Ward, who was, you know, a long time one of the best boxers in the world. And Andre Ward always said the dude's got legit boxing skills, and and he's a good sparring partner for me. So, who knows? Honestly, you
0: know, what? If he, if he somehow manages to win, he could probably get himself a big fight like in boxing, you know, against yeah, he, one of those names, you know, like I don't know the names in boxing, but um, he, you, you want to know what Nate Diaz would want if he
1: beat Jake Paul, if it he came to title boxing, shot. if it came to boxing, the only other Triple fight G. he'd want, want, no, Canelo. Oh Canelo, yeah. And and Canelo'll take it. <laughs> like why not? Yeah, of course. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's an easy but, fight uh, but, for him. Uh, but Nate said he's gonna whoop up on Jake Paul and then go back to the UFC and get and get those titles, get get his <laughs> get his titles back.
0: So no uh no Nate no Nate Diaz and Jake Paul at uh yeah. in PFL. No. No, and I've
1: always I've always heard the a lot, like I've said on this show and I've said to you. I've heard the only reason he's not back with the UFC is he's chasing the Jake Paul fight. Yeah. And if it happens, he's going back to UFC afterwards. And if it doesn't happen, he's going back to the UFC. Nobody's ever believed that he was ever gonna fight anywhere else
0: outside of the UFC, the
1: MMA. Yeah.
0: And and there is no and way. he be Jake stupid Paul.
1: too because he'd be stupid too because there'd be no way he could make the money anywhere but
0: no. UFC. And there's no way Jake Paul was gonna take that fight under anything but boxing rules nope yeah. yeah yeah i the one thing interesting about that about it being on the same day as summer is i wonder if that means i wonder if logan would be available for Summerslam or not because they usually train together and they you know he usually is in his corner so yeah, yeah. i, I who wonder who knows all i know is that
1: there if there's no ufc that night i'm tempted to go because it's just a
0: it'll be chaos yeah. Yeah.
1: Be chaos i can go i can go for free and oh yeah i'd go for sure if i were you yeah go for free and and you know it's a it's a 45 minute drive
0: over to dallas from my house so cool well hopefully uh, i hope you can get to see it because it's probably been a while since you saw a big time boxing fight um i've never been to a boxing fight oh there you go so it's been been 37 years um (laughs) leon edwards leon edwards update what's up with him yeah yeah the there was a lot of talk about a ufc
1: pay-per-view in july in london but uh, Edwards said he's uh nursing up some injuries he's not going to fight in july and he's looking at uh, abu dhabi in october for his return so
0: d- does that close the book on the london pay-per-view closes the book on london pay-per-view yes okay and, so they'll probably, probably somewhere probably,
1: else probably, in the u.s yeah july ninth
0: somewhere houston <laughs> dallas whatever yeah you know, big, well North i don't know city. if they do dallas a week before they do the boxing fight i don't give a shit yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, they'll sell out no matter what they do. Um, and uh, Jones and Stipe update. Yeah, Dana's talking about
1: about it at Madison Square Garden. Oh, doing an MSG. So everybody's saying, now everybody, everybody's saying about like like no, November. That means November. It does not necessarily mean that the show that the fight's going to happen in November. That they're holding up to November. They can. They always do MSG in November. It's been tradition. But they could do MSG at any time of the year, and there's always been okay. talk about about possibly doing an MSG show July, August, April, March, whatever, yeah. whatever. It's not. It doesn't have to be November in MSG. Well, there could be your July 29th show then. Yeah, it could be July 29th. So, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be more like August, September. But, okay.
0: Uh, well, you gotta yeah. you gotta do it before hockey and basketball starts.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, but but Dana said we want to do that do that at msg so
0: okay well that i mean that's where you're gonna get the biggest gate they would probably get a 20 million dollar gate in msg yeah. for that fight i would think yeah um all right and please tell me your last note here is ufc apex it's not yeah. what I think it is is it yeah unfortunately it's bad news uh okay dana
1: dana oh, i don't know if he's lying or if <laughs> this has happened in the second part of the year but the may 20th June 3rd, June 17th, and July 1st, UFC events will all be at the Apex.
0: Good Lord. So. Well, I guess, I mean, May 20th is only five weeks away. So, yeah, I so. mean, it kind of has to be at the Apex because so, they would for, have to have sold tickets yeah. by now. But for all this talk Dana
1: has had about you and him saying we need to get out of the Apex, the Apex has played out. Ten of the first 22 events of, of the year are at the Apex. So Ridiculous. I mean, they're just stupid. They're just- Look at the look at the gate they had and the and the crowd reactions they get every week. Every week, I don't know that they should be worried about the gate because because what's selling it out is UFC. It's not these fights that are it's not these lineups that are selling these shows out. It's the fact that the UFC show show shows coming. They're hot, they can do their fight nights. I mean, wrestling, I mean, raw WWE is selling out everything, everything, and you know. Some of it is because they got some hot stuff going on, but some of it's because of, because of. The fact it's WWE.
0: Yeah, like it's, sell, it's selling on name. see These shows are selling on selling on name. You know. I think like in a lot of cases, like mm-hmm. RAW, for instance, is coming to Winnipeg in you know in August, and like I just went and got tickets because you know what? I better get them now because I'm probably not gonna be able to get them if if I wait. And and it's like and then I'm like after I bought them, I'm thinking, wait, do I even want to go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like when something's hot like you just yeah. you don't even think you just buy the tickets and even and these wrong
1: these Rolling yeah. Smackdown weekly shows that are they are selling out every week you still you're
0: still selling those out not knowing who's actually going to be on the show yeah and and the same thing would be with UFC I'm yeah. sure a lot of people are buying these shows and they don't know what fight they're getting and I mean they do, might know the main event but do they even care at that no, point no I don't think they do they just want to see yeah. UFC so yeah they want to go I, yeah they're just they're just leaving money on the table or flushing money down the toilet however you want to look at it yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and we got some fight announcements, including one. Uh, I see that's been rebooked from a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, not many this week. Uh, two yeah. for UFC 288 on May 6th. We talked about Ivoyev against uh, Bryce Mitchell, also Parker Porter against Braxton Smith.
0: Braxton uh, UFC. Smith, isn't that, isn't yeah. that the, the blade in AW? No, um, <laughs> okay, Braxton Suter. Oh, yeah, Braxton Suter.
1: Yeah, sorry, my bad. Even, even I know his T- TNA name, and I never <laughs> heard of TNA. I can't the last time I watched TNA was Samoa Joe against Kurt angle. Oh, last time I yeah, watched Dr. it was whatever. last thing. i last time I watched it was Thursday. But, actually, uh, actually I did watch the final deletion stuff when I had, oh, okay, that's cool. But,
0: uh, and but uh, anyway,
1: that uh, back to the fight to uh, UFC fight night, May 13th. Uh, the Carl Williams, Chase Sherman fight that was supposed to happen last week has been rebooked for that show. Uh, UFC fight night, May 20th, uh, chase Uber against Nick Fiore. And, uh, Got two big flyweight fights for International Fight Week, UFC yep. 290, July 8th, title fight. Uh flyweight champion Brandon Moreno against Alexander Pantoja. We've been that fight's been all but all but uh, confirmed until this week. We knew that was happening. And then here and then uh former champion Davison Figueredo, he's staying at 125 for now. Uh and he's gonna fight Manel Cop. So that's the one cop was that, referring to. Yeah. yeah. Manel Cop's got that big fight that he's been chasing at flyweight.
0: So are so I and I assume if something happens with Moreno and Pantoja one of those guys would step in. Uh uh
1: Brandon Royval has been told he's going to be the backup for
0: the Oh, okay, cool. That. So so either way the the Figueroa kick cop fight is going to happen. So that's Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, that is just gonna just about gonna do it, and uh, we uh, yeah we just came in just under our time. So, uh, Ryan, uh, do, do some uh, plugs here. I yeah I, you got you got a good article that I read today. Yeah, I got my UFC two eighty
1: seven post fight coverage in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week, and always every Saturday on the uh, front page of of uh, Figure Four Online Wrestling doing UFC post fight coverage, and then Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. Still with the blue hashtag for now until (laughs) we now. They haven't
0: taken it away yet.
1: They haven't taken it away. They keep you, you know. First, they said, I don't know that they're going to take it away because the first day they said was April 1st, which, yeah, obviously. And now they're saying, no, now we're taking them away on 420 and Elon's a big pothead. So, yeah.
0: Did you see Becky Lynch lost her uh, checkmark? It's shit.
1: Because she, it she changed it from Becky Lynch to Rebecca Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. If you do that, you'll lose you'll yeah. lose it. But but I I don't think they're gonna ever follow through because, because there's too many
0: famous people that use it. And, and the, the funny thing is, is the famous people don't want to give them like the eight bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> so it's, it's stupid. Like, Nobody needs to be giving him money. Oh fuck that I'm guy. not doing it. Like I keep, keep fuck, my blue check mark. I'm not giving you eight bucks a month. So guy. I can eight, do eight, 280 eight. word tweets eight bucks for what, you know, for a steaming pile of shit. So you can do longer tweets and so you can edit them. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Sorry for people who pay for Twitter. It's (laughs) a waste of money. I got eight bucks. I could say eight bucks. Salty Scott,
0: we're talking to you, buddy. Um, all right. And speaking of salty Scott, I I sat in with him and Keto cash on the, in the clinch podcast. You can, you can check that out. We talked about WWE and, uh, my the clinch or my in the clinch, my, uh, Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez is back. I had Phil Strum uh, from USA Today on last week. And this coming week, I got a very special guest. Uh, lot, not a lot of you will know, but I think a lot of you will like if you listen to it. A guys, guy's name is Derek. And he hosts a podcast called Monday Morning Critic that's doing really well. And uh, we're going to talk fantasy sports and uh, and movies. So you can check that out on, uh, on the Grandpa Dez YouTube channel. So, For Ryan, I've been Paul. And Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. Have a great week and enjoy
1: the fights this weekend.
0: Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.